Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show tonight. My guest is SAG Astra actor Sam Bukowski, who has appeared in movies like Ninjas vs. Monsters, Vampires Rise of the Fallen, and your effing bed. I see he's on the line, so let me bring him right on in. Hello. Um, can you hear me? Hey, Sam. Thanks for coming on we the show, are... man. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. And uh, actually, before uh, before we go any further, let me let me get the uh, let me get it all out all out in the open out front. Let me give a quick shout out to Jay and Emily Spence. Their new movie, You're Effing Dead, is premiering June 5th at the AFI. Silver Theater in Silver Spring, Maryland. So get your tickets now at fantasticdc.com. Anyway, the shameless plug is there, and let's go. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, we might have to have them on the show. Okay, so let's talk about acting, man. So looking back on your career, do you think, did you choose acting or did acting choose you? Uh, well, I chose to stick with it. <laughs> uh, in terms of, yeah. Uh, in terms of picking acting, uh, geez. Um, well, I'm severely asthmatic. And, uh, when I figured out that you could play pretend for a living, that sounded like a great career choice. Um, but, uh, I kind of fell into theater and, uh, I loved it. Uh, actually, I got my first kiss because of, of because of live theater. I, uh, I was in a musical, The Music Man, and I played one of the villains, <laughs> Charlie Colwell. And the way that the the main protagonist's girlfriend, the the the, the heroine character, she uh, she had to kiss me, so I missed a train, so I couldn't ruin the career of the the protagonist character. So uh, it literally took a director, an adult, to say, "You have to kiss this boy." And that's why I was like, I'm going to stick with this. This is a good career choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a smart choice. <laughs> that kind of segues into my next question. Uh, there's an article recently they were talking to uh, Russell Crowe, and he was saying that he has his own method. He's saying, like, acting is not really complicated. What, what do you think about that? Is acting complicated? No, no. Um, I have to say uh, I've been doing a – uh, I've been acting since I was six years old. I grew up doing live theater. Uh, I started doing screen acting when I graduated from high school in, in 07, Towson University acting track uh, and I, uh, for three years, and I, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in acting in 2012. Uh, I'm an active member of sag After, and I joined in 2014. I signed with a franchise agent earlier this year. Acting is what I do for a living. It's what I do my taxes on. Uncle Sam gets money from me so that I can be an actor. Um, do I think it's complicated? No. Um, do I think it's easy? No. Uh, I think I'll, I'll quote the great acting teacher, Sanford Meisner. He said, acting is easily defined, not easily executed. It does not mean it's complicated. Wow. <laughs> That that's that's profound. I I had never heard that quote. That's a great quote. <laughs> oh, the uh, I think Gregory Peck or might, might have been Robert Duvall. I'm not sure. One of the two said that Sanford Meisner is like theater's great secret. Nobody knows who he is, unfortunately. But yeah, he's got a lot of great quotes. Yeah, I have a, I have uh, Sanford's book, and it's like a trans. I guess like a translation. I mean, not a translation, but. Uh, Transcript of his class is, is some really heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. He uh, really modern acting comes out of the group theater project in the, the late 1940s, and uh, in New York City three main juggernauts came out of there, and it was Stella Adler, uh, Sanford Meisner, and of course the infamous. Lee Strasberg. Lee Strasberg, by the way, is the <laughs> one who invented method acting, not Stanislavski. Stanislavski was dead and buried by the time method acting was created. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, and, and one became very famous, and that would be Strasberg. If you want to read his book, his book's, uh, you can either read his memoir, which I would never wish on anyone, called A Dream of Passion, or you can read <laughs> uh, 
the Leah Cohen Strasberg notes. It's kind of the same thing as the uh, uh, the Meisner book, Sanford Meisner on acting, in the sense that they're uh-huh. both transcripts of their classes. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, we have to get into your your, your famous nickname. Why did they call you Spooky? <laughs> Uh, I'll give you. Do you want the PG version or do you want the the NC seventeen? PG. How about PG? PG? <laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> well, um, my nickname is Spooky. This is a name that the the boys who were not involved in theater uh, bequeathed to me in my in my in my teenage years. I uh, was beat up a lot. Kind of a one of those kind of kids. And uh, that was just the nickname they attached to my person. They called me Spooky. And uh, I mean, I fought it for a while, but then I kind of thought, oh, it's kind of true. And I started finding my artwork in class, Spooky as opposed to Sam Lukowski. And it just kind of stuck. And I, I, I don't know. I like it. Nice, nice. Okay, so I think I know the answer to this question, but I guess you should probably delve into the reasons for it and, do you prefer a stage or a film? Uh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, 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 well, here's the thing. I'm not going to give you the cliche, well, theater is for the actor and screen is for the director, which is true. Um, what I'm going to give you is that um, if you are a stage actor, the one advantage you have, the one advantage is you have a live audience. And I don't mean that in terms of attention. I mean, in terms of being a good actor, you get the benefit of doing something like a hundred times night after night for a live audience. And their reaction tells you right away if what you're doing is working. And if it isn't working, you get rid of it. Unfortunately, the, the screen actor, for those of you who don't, who don't know, I'm sure many of the listeners know this, screen actors don't get rehearsal. You're given your script, you got to memorize it, you show up, you might rehearse a stunt. You might rehearse some things for camera, right. but really, there's right. no rehearsal. So you have yep. no idea if what you're doing is working. And uh, really, you just do, you, if you do everything perfect, you do it at least three times for a master shot, like a medium shot, and then a close-up. And you don't even mm. know if that's even the final performance. The editor really makes the decision of what is, quote, the performance. But I prefer screen because... I like the illusion of reality, which that's what screen acting is. It's the illusion of reality or selective reality. But if I had to pick one, I probably would pick screen, but not because of uh, loving it more, but because I'm severely asthmatic and you're, you can't drive a car without gas and you cannot speak without air. So I cannot be a stage actor. It's just the way it is. I trained in stage and did it all my life. I competed in the Kennedy center ACTF program three years consecutively. I was, head of student theater at CCBC Essex campus, I just know that I cannot be a theater actor because no no theater company in their right mind is going to hire an actor who might lose their voice halfway through the run of a tour. And I don't, I don't blame them. I wouldn't do it either. But on camera, you just speak with your normal voice. They mic you and it's, they can even call you back in for ADR later. That's when you re-record your dialogue. It's, it's much easier on the voice. Now, Sam, how do you deal with that uncertainty, though? I mean, like you know, you get like you say, you get the master and a couple other shots, maybe one or two, two uh, takes, and it's like you don't, like I said, you don't know if it worked or not. So, I mean, how do you deal with that uncertainty? Well, I'll tell you, in terms of in terms of style, like genre, if you're doing like a drama or something, you just you you don't know, but at least you know, hey, I can just trust the writer. I'll just trust the writer. I'll trust the, the, the editor. You know, the harder one is comedy because you have no idea if it's funny because yeah. there's no audience. No one's laughing. So I, mm. I, I hate doing comedy on camera because it's, you feel stupid. And a lot of times things become, a lot of things become funnier because the editor made them funny. I, I, all you can do as an actor really is trust the script, trust the script mm. and trust that somebody in the editing room understands the script enough to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you really, you really can't even, dwell on it. Is this good? Is it bad? You can't dwell on that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because some people will tell you that they even feel awkward, like even leaving a, a voicemail message, just talking to a machine. I mean, just and like you said about comedy, you just have to trust the script and trust that that editor knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll, I'll, right. I'll put I'll put something to that. I'll put something to that. A lot of people call screen acting, or actually the screen storytelling, they call it a, uh, the director's medium. I actually would like mm. to submit that that's totally not true. I'd like mm. to submit that actually it, it's an editor's medium because it means nothing till an editor turns it into something. Exactly. Exactly. So we have to move on to why you like to play so many horror movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> because the name Spooky fits. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, do you want me to call you William or Paul? What, what should I call you, Mr. Paul? Will. Will. I'm be really formal. Will. Hi, Will. Will. Um, I don't. Okay. Actors, and you really need to accept this. Actors do not pick what parts they play. You audition for everything. You cast your nets out really wide, and you wait to see who gets the call back. And I don't know what it is. I'm not a scary guy. I'm 5'9". I'm only 160 pounds. <laughs> I don't have a specifically threatening voice, I don't think. But for some reason, I get cast as villains. They, they, well, I don't know what it is about me on camera. I don't know if it's the way the lighting hits me or I don't know what. But whatever it is, Casting directors have decided that I look like a bad dude. And my friend, Lion Beckwell, I'll give him a shout out. He, he, he's a fellow actor. Same thing. Now, he mm-hmm. looks threatening, but he's not. He's not. He's a great guy. And he, he and I have talked about this. We don't know what exactly it is, but we get cast as bad guys. And for some reason, yeah. I was always taught, I was always taught that, that classic tragedy, if done well, is the exact same thing as what we would call extremism horror. It's the same thing. So if you approach it mm. the same way, it's not surprising that a low-budget production would say, hey, that guy's good at tragedy. We're going to put him in our horror movie. And horror will always exist because maybe what makes me laugh might offend you and vice versa. But we all can relate, unless we have a mental disorder, we can all relate <laughs> to not letting our arms cut off. Right, so you always better have a genre of a ready-made conflict of run from the guy with the chainsaw. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we got to switch gears to actually the union. So how did you get involved and become a member of SAG Astra? Uh, <laughs> well, it was like pulling teeth to get information. Even if you go online and you. You Google the information. It's very difficult to get a straight answer how to join a labor union. Um, I joined SAG after in 2014, after years of trying to join, and I joined by accident. I found out that there was a way to get in, kind of in the back door. And after non-union performers out there looking to get in, this is it. Uh, you do extra work on like a television show, and if they feature you enough, they have to Taft Hartley you, which means they give you, they use you more. And if you get three Taft-Hartley waivers, you can apply to the SAG office to join the union. Now, and that's exactly what I did. Now, here's the caveat. You have to pay to get in. You don't just join. You have to, you have the Taft-Hartleys and you join. But you also have to pay. I think it's, the total is actually, I think, I have to check. I think it's still three grand. Uh, different areas cut it in half and you can pay in installments. But you have to pay to join and then you have to, you pay quarterly dues to say to stay active and once you go union you cannot do non-union work so don't don't yeah. get kicked out after you join by doing non-union work exactly exactly speaking of uh getting kicked out i know that uh actors in a lot of ways are professional auditioners so how do you handle rejection well um <laughs> I know it's a cliche to say show business is more business than show, but it's really true. I mean, the reality is <laughs> when you're an actor, I wouldn't like to say that you're a professional auditioner because how bleak is that? But 
you, you do need to accept <laughs> that it's not, yeah, exactly, right? It's not personal. And the casting directors, they do want to cast you. When you come into an audition, the casting directors are hoping you're who they want to cast. They want to hire you because they don't want to sit through any more auditions. Um, so when you come in, you do your thing. If they give you some direction, you do it again. If not, either way, you say thank you and you go home and you move on. Just start looking for the next audition right away. Don't wait for a callback. Don't wait. Just pretend like that was it. Just yeah. decide in your mind when you go in. It doesn't matter. Just give it, do it, say thank you, go home. Really, I mean, you cannot dwell on it. Uh, you cannot sit around and wait. Look for the next audition as soon as you book the the, the one you're going to. It, it really helps. I think it helps to deal with it. You just don't worry about it and just trust that if you do it long enough, somebody's going to go, yep, that guy. And another thing for, for screen actors to think about, when you audition, it's not like a theater audition. They're not really watching or listening to you at the audition. They're recording you. They're going to watch and listen to you later. So this is just a formality. Come in, stand on your mark, slate, do your audition, hear some direction, do it again, go home because we don't care. We're going to watch it back later and see how you look and sound on camera, and then we'll make a decision. Or you send mm. in an audition pre-taped. You send in an audition, you tape it at home on your webcam or whatever, and you send it in. So don't even worry. Like, they're not even auditioning you yet. They're just getting you on the system or whatever. Just don't be late. Exactly. Memorize your lines. Memorize your lines. Jeez. <laughs> or, or you know what that's, right. that's not even fair that's that's not even fair at the audition especially if they give you the sides right there at the audition they don't really uh-huh. even care if you memorize them because they're not looking to see if you can memorize lines they're assuming that because you're an actor you can they want to see that you can carry a scene so right. if you don't have it if you don't have it verbatim fine just be honest to the situation don't don't right. sit there waiting for them to feed you a line. Be acting the whole time. But whatever. Exactly. That's right. So, so talking about acting the whole time, now you had that, that uh, the BFA degree from Towson. What do you think Towson really taught you about acting that you didn't already know? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I didn't know a lot. But I think... Hmm. Towson University's acting track is a great program. Um, I had this wonderful teacher. I'll give him a shout out right now. Peter Ray was an amazing acting teacher and they actually had this great book and then the, the publisher's not paying me to plug this book, but I'll do it anyway. It was required reading on the track. It was called a practical handbook for the actor. It's a very short hmm. read. Please, please. I urge you read it. Um, really what it taught me is, it taught me a lot of things, most specifically that uh, realistic acting is simply doing scripted action. It's not some kind of weird, transcendental, mystical thing. It's very <laughs> simply what it's what the layman think it is, actually. It's just do it. Just say your line Pretend and do it. your action. Yeah, it's, it's just hmm. that. Um, uh, yeah. don't, make it, don't make it bigger than what it is. I mean, that doesn't mean it's, it's easy. It just means don't disillusion yourself there are people out there who are who are doctors who hold someone's life in their hand with surgery there are paramedics there are firefighters and police officers and soldiers i mean the soldiers are volunteering to get shot at whether you support the right. cause that's what they're volunteering to do so don't make your job bigger you know, be, right. be humble by the fact that you get to play you get to play for a living and it's not even like like play like a stunt person who could who could die doing the stunt. You could get not hurt. Play like a, yeah. It's not play. It's not even played as dangerous like a an athlete who could get hurt. It's, I mean, you're you get to play in a re- very safe, very regulated environment, and it's a lot of fun. And do your job, but don't disillusion yourself. And that was kind of a reality check at Towson, and I kind of applaud them for for really instilling that in their their students on the track. Uh, I also learned uh, never try to be dramatic. Hmm. The situation, the situation, the given circumstances of the script, what the writer made, that's dramatic, not the actor's performance. Uh, I also learned hmm. on the track that, that it, uh, it doesn't matter if the actor feels anything while they're performing. 
it matters that the audience feels something. Uh, it's a very uh. method message. Sorry, sorry. And look, if method works where you use it, I'm not telling you don't use it. I'm just saying that's not how we were trained on the track. Um, uh, the, the actor does not it's have to good. become the character. Oh, thank you. That's not mine. It's the curriculum there. <laughs> just um, the actor does not the, the actor does not have to become the character. You just have to be you, but in those specific circumstances. And, and uh, memorize your lines. Be never be late. Do your scripted actions and, and learn to take direction well. And remember that less is not more. Less is just better. Wow, that's that's a lot of nuggets there, Sam. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> the, 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 uh, look again. I I am not the beat all end all gospel. I just give you my right. experiences and my training. And if if it works for you, great. I'll I'll, I'll side with Russell Crowe in this one because I actually agree with him. If my if my technique or whatever the hell you want to call it, process method, whatever, if that doesn't work for yeah. you, that's cool. That's cool. You know, use what works for you. Seriously, yeah. please. You know, just make sure you can do the job that the writer and the director and the casting director and the editor need you to do, so they can tell the story. Don't don't make it bigger than that. Yeah, don't overthink it. Then it will be real. Don't overthink it. Then it will be real. Exactly. Don't overthink it. Thank you. That's a great way to put it. There you go. There you go. All right. Okay, so looking back at the business side of it, how did you get an agent? Well, uh, great rule for, for anyone out there. Uh, and I, I was lucky not to learn it the hard way, but I knew more than a few that did learn it the hard way, and they were very gracious to tell me, don't do this. And I, I urge everyone out there the same. Only sign with an agent after you join a labor union and only if the agency is franchised. Mm, Seriously. Okay. I, I have met more than a few, mostly actresses. I feel really bad because young women really get screwed in this business way more than guys. I mean, more than any mm. other demographic, young women are the ones who get screwed here. Uh, um, uh, and I've heard some horror stories. Uh, mm. You get contractually stuck with someone who's isn't regulated by a labor union and they can just suck all of your paycheck away and there's nothing mm. you can do to stop them. So do not mm. sign with an agent or a manager unless you are part of a, a franchised agency that has to audit to the union every quarter. So do not join, do not sign with anybody until you're part of a labor union. Okay. So when I, and then once I learned that, the first rule with the first goal was get a, get into the union, which I did. And then it was build a portfolio so that when I go shopping for agents, cause you ask the, you ask SAG to send you a list of all the franchised agents. They send them right to you. And then you just, you email and, and snail mail your, your headshot, your resume, your demo reel. And you're like, Hey, I want a, a little cover letter. Hey, I want to want some representation. And they, they get back to you and they do an interview and then you make a decision on who you want to sign with. Don't don't uh, don't don't sign until you join a union, and don't join a union until you have a demo reel. So two things right there. Sam, you're spitting some hot fire tonight. This is a this is a lot of good information about the business, man. This, this is this, this is awesome. This is why I do this show. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm glad. It, I'm, look, if it helps somebody, then I'm doing the right thing. So. Exactly. I, got, I got actors out there exactly. that can vouch for this. If anybody's if anybody's listening, call in and back me up on this. When I was still in D.C., if you were an actor who couldn't afford to go to school, couldn't afford to, the time to commit to a play, I offered free acting, anything, anything you needed. I was like, call me up. I'll do it for free. There's there's a great Sanford Meisner quote that says, your scene partner is your performance, meaning that you are yeah. no good if your scene partner sucks. So we were always taught that if you train someone else in what you know, they'll be good, they'll get hired, and then one day you guys will work together and you'll both be amazing. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, Sam, in, in, uh, in that vein, let's see if we can take some callers. So, folks, sure. uh, the dial the number is 347-884-8997. That's 347-884-8997. And I see somebody on a switchboard here. 
Uh, we did not have a screener, but uh, I know they're at uh, 877. So 877, I'm going to bring you in, and if you have a question, Sam. Hello, who's on the line? Hey, Sam. Sam, hey, hi, hello. this is Sammy. I'm, I'm calling this? from Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, Sammy you hear from me? Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually a big fan. I, I've seen a lot of your movies. I, I've seen um, Ninjas vs. Monsters is one of my all-time favorites. It's yeah. absolutely hilarious. I, uh, <laughs> well, thank you. I've <laughs> been very impressed with <laughs> yeah, just been very impressed with your work. So, um, my question for you is: between jobs and everything, how do you like? How do you keep keep up like practicing? And all? are there any like drills you do, or like are there any groups you kind of work with, or how does that work? Uh, are you speaking financially, or just like for the actual being able to act? Both. Like, how do you keep yourself in tune, and how do you like practice? to be able to to stay okay. in the game. Well, um <laughs> thanks for calling Sammy. <laughs> Answer however <laughs> you see fit, I guess. All right, thank you calling. Um well uh, okay, how to practice in between gigs. Uh read yeah. plays. Read plays. Even if you're not casting them, read them. Mm-hmm. And try to memorize like a monologue a day or or try to memorize some kind of piece of text and practice that skill of memorization and of, of reciting. Don't just mouth the words. Once you have it memorized, say them out loud. Make them your property. Mm-hmm. Make, make it comfortable so that – and don't, say, don't memorize it with any kind of emotion. Memorize it almost like, like you're memorizing, like, boring instructions to make something. Yeah, like a phone yeah. book. Exactly. Okay. And then yeah. that, way, that way it's there forever. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> In terms of what else did well when I was in when I was in Maryland when I was in the D.C. area I would meet with different workshops. There's there's places. There's one uh, I don't know if Ken Arnold still runs it anymore. It might be done by Dan Franco, but uh, there's a place called uh, the Bow Studio, which is not at the Bow Studio anymore. Now it's just called Actors Club. Go there oh. or look them up. They'll 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 do okay. it. They, yeah, they do it, um, and they give you good feedback. They tell you right away like, hey, that sucked, and here's why, and here's how you can fix it. Which is what actors okay. need. Actors need to be told that they suck. And it's okay that they suck. They need to be told <laughs> that they suck. They need to get rid of their ego and be like, oh, I suck. <laughs> how do I fix that? What sucks? What am I doing that sucks? And how do I fix it? You need that honesty. It doesn't help if they're just kind of like friends applauding you. You kind of have to. And then the other thing is uh, uh, when you're not working, you're still working. Make sure you're still looking up opportunities to audition promote other people's work because if you cross network for them they'll cross network for you and you stay relevant you have to you have to do that you can't i mean it doesn't even have to be actors you you do it for anything you have to cross Uh promo you shameless plug everything Uh, social media for an actor is not social media it's it's advertisement it's marketing yeah, well, look at it. Wow. Yeah, I suck at it. So if anybody no up there wants to be a manager, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that, that's that's all really good advice. I appreciate that. It's, it's cool to hear what goes on behind the scenes of a, an actor. You know what I mean? Well, it's very cool to listen. <laughs> well, thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. All right. Okay. So. Uh, Sam, talk a little bit about uh, how do you actually prepare for an audition? Uh, well, figure out where it's going to be. <laughs> make sure you know how to make sure you'd be surprised. Make sure you know where it is, how to get there, where to park, if you need to pay for parking. Sleep the night before. Get up early. Be absurdly early. Just don't sign in until you know you have to. Uh, if they give you material to memorize, memorize it, or at least get it close to memorize. Um, don't chit-chat with other people at the audition. Waste your energy, your voice. Don't do yeah. it. Um, I mean, don't be rude, but don't. Not, you're not there to socialize. Uh, turn off your phone when you get there. I mean, this sounds really practical, but it's true. The more you yeah. take the art out of it, the more you take the magic out of it, the better. And here's why. 
if you were a magician, right, you were an illusionist, you wouldn't practice yeah. pulling a rabbit out of the hat by saying, I believe I'm pulling a rabbit out of the hat. Because you're not. It's an illusion. You practice right. it like it's a trick. I'm going to practice this. I'm going to practice try, try to make a slam dunk. I'm going to practice trying to hit the ball with the baseball bat. You don't right. practice it like you're – yeah, exactly. So that's how you should practice your acting. It doesn't, again, it doesn't matter if you feel anything. It matters the audience. So do your job so that it's second nature. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so we have a, a question here from a super fan, Ben Reynolds. So Ben Reynolds <laughs> asks, <laughs> how did you develop your makeup skills? Ben Reynolds, well, big shout out to you, sir. Ben Reynolds is an accomplished writer, so. His his job <laughs> affects how I do my job. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, how did I become a makeup artist? Well, <laughs> well, first of all, Lon Chaney Sr. is a huge, huge uh, – I'm so impressed by him, the silent movie actor. He did his own makeup, <laughs> and he was a very good actor. Back when everyone else was overacting, back in the 20s, he was not. That's because his parents were deaf and mute. And he learned how to communicate without speaking, and that really helped his acting. And also just he knew how to manipulate his face with makeup. But um, when I was a non-union performer, only 5'9", and I'm a boring white guy who's 160 pounds and doesn't really have a threatening voice, I I learned that if I could make myself look just a little bit different, it would stand out. And I took it upon myself to exactly. I took it upon myself to get noticed that way. And when you're non-union, you you wear many hats on a production because everybody's trying to help. You have no budget and no time. You have tens of dollars, so you and you're probably working for free. So you want it to look good. So uh, I kind of wore the hat of special effects makeup artist, and I looked up how to do it practically and just would kind of invest my own time and money. And if I could help out with an effect, I would volunteer that I could probably help. And that's kind of how I fell into it. The other thing is I started volunteering at uh, shock trauma in Baltimore city. And I would do uh, moulage work, which is where you, you're given a case file by, by paramedics and you have to create medically accurate wounds so that they, the doctors can come in and, and the nurses can come in and see the, the, the makeup and basically diagnose the, the problems. They can renew their license to practice triage. And uh, I, I knew if it was good because of the paramedics, like, that's not medically accurate. It's like, well, I got to go back and figure out how to make this medically accurate on a shoestring budget. So that's kind of yeah. where I learned makeup. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you say uh, stand out like uh... – your friend Lion, he's been on the show before, and it, the thing is that his whole thing is like when people see him on the screen, it's like, you know, here comes the bad guy. And so, like, in your case, it's uh-huh. the same thing. It's like, yeah, you're non-union. You have to stand out. You have that certain look. A lot of it is how you look. Yeah, Lion's a – for the people who don't know who Lion is, which, by the way, you should totally look him up and like him on IMDb. He's amazing. Uh if it, if this were like a twenty or thirty year old, like we were twenty or thirty year old, years ago from now, he would only be a stuntman because he's just this big, huge, scary guy, and he's got you know these very arched eyebrows, big, strong jaw. But because it's twenty sixteen, and somebody was like, you know what, let him audition. Don't just put him in. Don't just put him in a box. Let's see this guy and see what he can do. What Lion can do is he can give you a range of things. Plus, he gives you this great look. You, it, yeah. he's, he learned to own that. And I'd, he actually gave me a pep talk. I was driving him back from shooting Ninjas vs. Monsters. I had done his makeup for that particular shoot, and I was playing a, a character, and that's playing Dracula. Thank you, Justin Tupane, for putting me in your movie. And um, I was driving him <laughs> back to Baltimore after a long, long shoot. And uh, he told me, he says, you know, Sam, you got to make use of what you have instead of wishing for what you don't have. And I remember when he told me that, I thought, not only is he 100% right, I thought, this is what my teacher Steve Sada meant back when I was at Towson University. It took me, like, forever to 
go, hey, my teacher told me this, and I was too stupid to listen to it. So mm. thank you to Steve Sada, and thank you to, to, to Lion for making it kind of like a sound bite in my head forever. So thank you. Awesome, awesome. Okay, this question is from superfan Joseph Ray. So Mr. Ooh, Joseph Ray somebody says, cast that man. Somebody cast that. That man is a he's a U.S. vet. He he, he was in the, he was in the military. He served the country, and now he's back home. And what does he do? He decides to do a stressful job, and that's be a father, a husband, and an actor. Somebody hire him. He's amazing. Sorry, go ahead. Ditto, ditto. <laughs> that's right, ditto, folks. <laughs> so so Ray says, what's one piece of advice you wish you would have gotten right when you started acting? Oh. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know what, I know what, I know what. Two, two things, two things. The first one is, and and Joe has already done this, so he knows this one. Uh-huh. Make a demo reel. <laughs> Make a yeah. demo reel. It's like a, it's like a two minutes long video resume for actors. Make a demo right. reel and put it out there on casting sites ASAP. And the other one, the one that he might not know, but he probably knows this one because he's, he's smarter than me. Uh, <laughs> treat it like a job. Treat yeah. acting like a job. Don't don't treat it like it's – Peter Ray had this great quote when I was on the acting track at Towson. He used to say, um, actors and storytellers need to accept – that they trade in their ticket to be an audience member when they demand a paycheck. You cannot, you cannot be an audience member while you're performing. That's just vanity. Mm. You cannot do that. So you, 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 mm. if you treat you the job like it's a job and the, the cast and directors and the directors, and they all sort of realize that you, you came to play. You didn't come here to be the center of attention. You didn't come here for glory or fame or to be rich because you won't be, <laughs> you came here to do a job and to do it well. They will respect that more than if you come and go, I'm an artist. They go, whatever. We're working way harder than you. We're working longer than you. You don't, have a, you don't even have a performance until we finish our job. So if you show them that you're a professional, you actually go way further. And I wish I had learned that much earlier. Amazing, amazing. So the, the switchboards are lighting up, so I guess people have some questions here. Uh, oh. Let's see. I'm going to go for uh, – I can't really shout out any, anything, but uh, they have the, the same uh, error code in the first three numbers as you. I guess they're from your area, Sam. So uh, They probably so are. Let's call this person this, – this person number 91. So uh, 91, let's see who's on the line. Hello, who's calling? Uh, is it me? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Who's, who's on the line? Hey, it's, um, my name's Bill. Hey, uh, Bill. And, uh, it, sure. Yeah, hey. Uh, Hi, Bill. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say, like, man, uh, <laughs> I, lo- I love your acting, man. I love it. It's just very, very on point, like, very realistic and everything. It's, I, I, love, I love your work, man. Great. Well, you are deaf and blind because <laughs> I don't wish it on anybody. It's all yeah, the yeah. Uh Well, I, I just, I just, uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, I, I don't know how uh, exactly to to, to word it, but uh, but I, like, do, do you have like some sort of like um, I don't know, like a, a, a support system out, Bill, or like or yeah, <laughs> or uh, some some. Like some, some, do you have like people to 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 lean on? I guess like to to um, uh, when like you get all these rejections and you get uh, <laughs> uh, like, are there people like that 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 support your 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 it's acting and, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, like to, to keep you pushing on to like to keep you going. Yeah, you you go hi, hi, I'm Sam Lukowski. I'm an actor. No, no, uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, a, a good question. A support group. Yes, um, you have to. I have, I have a amazingly. I don't know why she's still around. I told her marry a guy with a yacht and leave me. Um, <laughs> I have this wonderful girlfriend. I don't know if she wants me to say her name. She's here with me. I don't know if she wants me to say her name. Uh, Cody, 
I'll just call her by her first name. She puts up with everything. I don't know why. And then uh, she even takes on, like, management. She doesn't need to do because she has a day job. Um, the other thing is you have to rely on yourself financially. You have to save your money. You don't, yeah. you don't get to be a partier. You don't get to be that. You need to save whatever money you have and, you, and only pay for your expenses. You don't want to – you're not a partier. That's not, that's not what you're there for. Oh. Um, <laughs> and you can't show off your money. You don't. You want to be very frugal and, and like a, like a, You don't want to show it off. Um, I have wonderful parents. I had a father that worked his, excuse the language, ass off for years. He was a <laughs> sailor. Uh, his, my grandpa was a sailor. His grandpa was a sailor. There was a lot of sailors in my family, and they 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 worked very hard for their paychecks. Uh, my mother worked all through my youth. I, my mom was always working. She saved all her money up. Taught me that same rule. My grandfather, my mother's father, whew, Jesus, you want to talk about the pinnacle of masculinity without being misogynistic? That was my <laughs> grandfather. You, you would, he's how you should be. He was like, imagine if Atticus Finch was a real person, but not racist. That would be my grandfather. You want that? Um, yeah. What else? Uh, what else? Jesus, you. Uh, I have great friends. I have, I made friends with techies. I think that might be really a big deal. I have a little brother who's a techie. He's amazing. He doesn't think he's amazing because he's an idiot and he's lazy, but he's amazing. Um, I have a, I have a, yeah, but it's true, but he's amazing. He's way more gifted than I am, and he doesn't make use of it because he's not motivated. He's not ambitious, but but he is incredibly skilled. And when he is given a when he is given an assignment, it's it's, whew, You go. How did he do this with no budget? Uh, my 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 best friend, who's actually going on tour, so I'll give him a shameless plug. Drusev Stalin's musical endeavors, DSME. He's going on tour this summer. Check him out. I'm going to check him out in Atlanta when he's at the. Uh, I think it's the Drunken Unicorn. Sometime in June. I don't remember. Yeah, June Thursday the 16th. Uh, check him out. He's amazing. He's great because he wears many hats, and I've been able to be to kind of parasite off of him a little bit um and he has a great support group you have to just find other people who want to do this and you need to help each other joe was a great example we talked about joe earlier he's a great example you have to help each other you you if you give someone a leg up they will they will they'll feel that they need to help you and then you help each other and it becomes this community that it's not just about bragging. It's also about, hey, let's let's work together. And you only can do that if you all kind of put your stuff aside and do it. Absolutely. I hope that answers your question. I have no idea. No, 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 no. Okay, hey, what's it, no you, 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 to, you totally did. Thank you. There you go. Okay, thanks, thanks for calling him Bill. Bill. All right. <laughs> all right. So uh, we got another caller here. Uh, we'll call him uh, him or her. Number 29, so let's see if they have a question. Hello, you're on the air. Who's calling? Hello, I guess Am I on? Listening. Is it me? Am I on? Yeah, you're Hello. on. <laughs> who's calling? Good. I'm, glad I could get, I'm glad I could get through. The lines were busy. I had a hard time getting through. Um, I'm calling. I really don't have a question. I just have a comment. Sam, I've been a fan for quite some time. Uh, my name is Loretta, and um, I've watched... <laughs> Many of your films, but I have to say one of the gems that I really didn't care much for the film, but your acting is good, and I think I like it because it's not a horror film, is um, yeah. Day of the Gun. Oh, Day of the Gun. Shout out I to uh, Wayne Shipley, the director, yep. and Jeff. Oh, God, I'm going to butcher his last name, and I feel so guilty about it. Her- Herberg? Oh, God, Jeff, I'm so sorry. I will, I will call you and apologize. I'll send you a, a yeah. note. <laughs> The um, no, yeah. they, they were amazing. I was I had I had some great co-stars in that Johnny Alonzo. I had uh, uh, I had Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' older brother. He was he played my dad. Just these, I had a great amount of people to work with. Um, I have quite a quite a production value. Uh, I'm. Thank you for watching. <laughs> I think the movie's a little. It shows its budget a little bit. But on top of all that, 
It was a great experience. I'm glad to have done it. I'm glad to have been involved. It was a huge stepping stone. And it was one of the very few non-horror B-movies in my career, so I'm glad to have been part of it. So thank you. I'm glad you watched it. was a Western. <laughs> it was a Western, yes. I, I love period That's dramas. Right. Oh, can we, so look, can no, we look for anything in the future? I mean, what are what's your next project? Uh, well, I've said a lot of non-disclosures, so I can't really tell you exactly. So I can be vague book. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, I... Uh, I've auditioned twice this week for a certain studio down here in Atlanta. God, this is, this is vague, but all good things. I I can't give you names because I'm not, I haven't signed a contract saying I'm cast. So if I do that, it's, you can't do it. All I can tell you is keep watching folks. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. I wait. calling Loretta. Okay, so we're coming up near the end of the show here. So I have a question from superfan and director Justin Tempain, and he simply says, "I love you." Can I just say the ninjas versus the ninjas versus monsters family? And I got involved because of Daniel Ross. Daniel, if you're listening, I'm sorry, (laughs) but thank you. Uh, Daniel brought me involved. Brought me into the the, the, the ninja universe and I oh my god I've never been on an independent production where I felt more like a like a family I know that sounds really dumb and cliche but it's it's true it just you you went through this withdrawal period after the production so thank you not to put down Jay or Emily's production their their production was great I was in their wedding it was great I loved it but but the ninjas group was just like halfway through the production, I was thinking, are we making a movie? We're having fun hanging out at people's houses. So, Justin, yeah. thank you. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Well, you might have answered the question already, but ninjas or monsters? That's all he wrote as a question. Well, uh, well, Brian was one of my monsters, so I can't put that down. Elliot was one of my monsters, too. Daniel, Daniel Mascarello was one of my, my monsters. They were awesome. I knew them from previous productions, but... Uh, the ninjas, they were the consistent group. Um, Corey and God, I can't even go through all there's too many people. Jay, Devin, they just had a baby, so shout out to them. Oh god. That whole group was just awesome. I don't really know it's a draw, man. It's a draw. It's a cop out answer, but it's an answer. So <laughs> monstrous ninjas. All right, all right, Sam. Okay, so we're down to about seven minutes left. I guess I have time to sneak in this little bonus question. I know you play a lot of, you play Shakespeare in the in the past. What's your favorite Shakespeare role? Favorite Shakespeare? Well, uh, <laughs> no one's gonna believe this. Uh, my favorite Shakespeare role is actually not a tragedy; it's a comedy. Um, I love Bottom from. Uh, uh, Midsummer's Night Dream. Oh God, I love that character. It is—he literally is an ass in the play, and I, I love playing that. <laughs> I, I play this kind of like this yeah. Jim Carrey, Jack Black yeah. character. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, so we're oh okay. I see somebody called back, and I guess I think we have time for one more question, and then we're going to wrap sure. up with how fans can keep up with you. So let me bring in number eight seven seven. So eight seven seven, you're going to be on the line here in like fifteen, in like five seconds. Hello, who's on the line? Hello, Sam. Hello. Um, yeah, who's calling? I was just wondering about um, how how do you feel in the way of such as that stunt work um, or like fight scenes? Do you practice um, in in any sort of way for that type of thing? Uh, well, I will say in general. Yes, you have to you have to rehearse. In fact, probably in movies, that's the one thing you get a rehearsal in. Uh, when I was on Ninjas, I had this great stunt choreographer. I had Daniel Mascarello, and I had uh, 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 Leo Napper. He was great. In fact, he put me through the ringer, actually. He was very tough on me. And a uh, big shout-out to the DC Stunt Coalition. God, those guys are awesome. They're way braver than me. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they know their stuff. 
I know nothing. I kind of know some basic stage combat from when I did do live theater. Uh, I just, how about the Oscars uh, start including stunt guys? How about that? That's really all I can say because it's a, it's a whole other profession. It's un, just like audio. It's an unsung hero of movie productions. And I just, I'm glad I don't have to do it, but it's really awesome. So yes, I have practiced religiously some some of the little bit of stunt work that I've had to do, but I'm not brave enough to be a stunt guy. So I hope that kind of answers your question. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling. All right, fans, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, So let's talk about uh, how fans can uh, keep up with you. How can they keep up with me? Well, they can go to samlikowski.com. Uh, big shout out to uh, Lance Carter, dailyactor.com for creating the website and to TLP photo for providing me with some awesome headshots. Uh, uh, what else can I do? They can follow me on social media. You can follow me via Facebook, Sam Lukowski. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Lukowski. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at Sam Lukowski. You can like my IMDB page, Sam Lukowski. You're starting to see repetition, right? I see a pattern here. Yep, I was lucky. I got to keep my Polak name. That's right. That's right. Okay, Sam, this has been a fantastic interview. I mean, like as I said earlier, this is like this is really the 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 core of why I do the show. It's like it's not only it's entertaining, but it's also educational. So you know, all the young actors out there listening to this, they would really get an ear full and really learn, really learn the ends and out of the business. Well, I'm, I hope it helps somebody. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again, and you have a great night, break legs, and all you do. Well, thank you very much. Same to you, sir. All right. Good night. Good night. All right. Okay, folks, let me leave you with this thought. To do something for your career every day and break a leg. Right. Tonight. Tonight was a good night. You fought well, and for that we have these fortunes. Some say that money is the root of all evil, but I don't believe that. Evil is the root of all money, and you, my big friend, you are evil. I'm Marshall Everett, and I don't always make money, but as a member of Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, I always save money. Fed Choice Federal Credit Union. Federally insured NCUA. Membership open to federal employees and their families. Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, a proud sponsor of the Inside Acting Radio Show.